Before we get started, <laughs> before we get started, in, <laughs> before we get started in today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Audible for helping uh, helping support the show. Um, Audible.com? Yeah, Audible.com. Oh, okay. Do you like to? Do, do you like to read? I actually really, really like to read, and I've been using Audible. I've been abusing it. I keep getting books for uh, Christmas and for my birthdays, oh, uh, physical bur- books, and then I go and download them on Audible and nice. listen to them. Yeah. Well, did you know that if you didn't have Audible, you could get a, a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks? Is it me? Is that really the deal? Yeah, God that's damn. really the deal. <laughs> if you go to audibletrial.com slash Keanu. How do you spell that? K E A Don't fuck this up. <laughs> Keanu, exactly how it's spelled or how it sounds. Okay. Yes. Audibletrial.com slash Keanu, and you'll get a 30 day free trial and two free audiobooks. And did you know that if you did that and decided that you didn't want to keep your Audible account, you still get to keep those two books, which is pretty sweet. So if you don't finish that them. That is in, really sweet. Yeah. And it helps our show out a ton because we get a little bit of a kickback from that. So you're supporting a show, you get two, you're supporting our show, you get two free audiobooks. And if you haven't done it in the last 12 months, you can do it again. So you might, if you... you, (laughs) No way. Yes way. (laughs) You can try it out again. Um, So it really helps the show. It supports us and you get something out of it. It's pretty great. That being said, let's start the show. Excellent. We've been to the past. We've been to the future. We've been all around the afterlife. And you know, Ted, the best place to be... Is here. The best time to be is now. No. Is that you're high on hydrocodone right yes, now? Right? I am. Okay. Awesome. Lil Loopy. <laughs> That's good. I think it's actually going to add to our discussion. I think here. it will too. Because, uh, yeah. Well, anyways, welcome everybody to We Do Keanu. Hello. 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 I am one of your hosts. And I am the other one of your hosts. I'm Brett Battostain. And I am Johnny Utah. Oh, wait. I'm Bodie. Dylan Haas. I am <laughs> Dylan Haas. Uh, and if this is your first time tuning in, We Do Keanu is a podcast uh, where we're celebrating the filmography of the, the greatest one. American yeah, actor the of all time. One and only. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and we're rewatching all of his movies or watching Watch some it, for the yeah. first time in yeah. chronological order. I, I'm going to say most. I'm, I'm most. watching most for the first time. I, yeah. I, I would have guessed before we started that I had seen most, but now I don't think I have. I think I've There's seen a lot. some. Yeah. There's <laughs> too many. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Um, so <laughs> last week Uh-oh. we talked about Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. With Jinx Jenkins. Yeah. And it was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And I paused there because we did have a little mix up for a while. So yeah. I wanted to make sure we referenced the right episode. Yes. Yes. It was Dracula. Dracula. And it was really it was Dracula. a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. D. D. Sign. D. Oh my god. That was. I, I enjoyed recording that episode much uh, more immensely than, more than watching the movies yeah, in the preparation. For sure. For, for sure. Um, and this week, <laughs> this week is kind of in almost in like the same ballpark. Okay. Of kind of like we're talking about Kenneth Branagh's uh, much, much Ado About Nothing. Much Ado About Nothing from 1993. 1993. Yeah. Well, and when we first brought this one up, I, I my memory was that this was close to being on the verge of a. Um, Cameo, cameo performance, yeah. but but after especially the first half of the the play movie, it, it's not. He's in it almost as much as he's in Dracula, right? Yeah. Like he, it's not a cameo. It's it's perfectly legitimate that we're doing this today versus yeah. as the the joiner. And I also think it, you know, fits. It's oh, like it kind like, of is important in his. Oh, for sure. Know. No, it really is. Um, and we, I guess we should just jump right into it because, yeah, because uh, because uh, per Brett's own uh, admission, he's not into Shakespeare. Is that how you? Yeah, and not that <laughs> it's one of those things where I don't have um, like a hatred to it or like mm-hmm. a dislike. It's just one of those things where it, I just can't. Kind of like what we were talking about like last week with Dracula, where uh-huh. it's like one of those things where it's like I, I would like to read it to have the kind of. Uh, 
cultural okay. insight into it, but it's not like I wouldn't read it and pro- I probably wouldn't enjoy it because it's just so archaic. It's hard to read. Like I said last week, it's hard to read and Shakespeare's hard to read. Shakespeare is like an experience and you have to experience it from people who have got such a annoying understanding of it that they can present it in a way that is palatable. palatable. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I, I, sometimes, you know, we were, this isn't our first time covering Shakespeare on this podcast too, because isn't of, it? uh, in oh, my own private oh, Idaho, own private Idaho is kind of an adaption to Shakespeare, but the times when I can, which is certainly why he got cast in this. I'm guessing. Yeah. At least why he was sense. considered for yeah. it. Um, but yeah, like the only time I can really get into a Shakespearean adaptation is when it is done in a more modern mm-hmm. way, like mm-hmm. 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I like that movie a yeah. lot. Yeah. And it's almost inconsequential that it is an adaptation of Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Well, and and you're right. I was thinking that as I was watching as as I was watching Much Ado About Nothing, which spoiler, this was not the first time I've watched this movie. I very much enjoy this film. I think it's a a very good adaptation of this play. <laughs> um, this is the most I've actually thought about it while right. I was watching it. But um, I was thinking about, yeah, t- 10 things I hate about you. All of it was thinking about how to get this across to you. Cause I, I, I you know, I had already texted or no, you had already said, Hey, I, I like, I, I, suck, I, at I suck at Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it just go, <clears throat> what I mean by that is a lot of it, it just goes over my head. Well, you know I mean? gonna, yeah, okay. I think over your head is probably a reaction based on your academic life and being in a world where Shakespeare is considered important and thereby by being into Shakespeare and understanding it, you get this false sense of loftiness about you. And I think that is a problem that I don't think it's deserved, right? Shakespeare was written for the masses. It was written for the people. And that's what his gift was, is that he was able to sneak eloquence and higher-minded ideas in a pop culture format so that it got to the masses, right? So the idea that now in today's world, it's considered above and you have to be like swanky and fancy-dancy to to be into it, that's, that's kind of antithetical to what Shakespeare probably would have liked. I don't know what the guy was really like, but yeah, he was like the Steven Spielberg of his age. Sure. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, he was cranking out plays, right? And this one, honestly, looking at this, this movie, I'm going to keep calling it movie play, whatever, because it is just a play. Like they just take the play and, and Mm -hmm. I think Shakespeare's given writing credit (laughs) at the the opening. Yeah. It's William Shakespeare's much ado about nothing. And I, I, this is a really good adaptation of it. Have you seen like a live? I don't know that I have. I mean, I don't, go to Shakespeare that much. I've gone to the festival here a handful of times. I've seen a handful of plays. Um, but it's not my, it's not my jam, man, right. right? Like I'm not going to claim to be like super into this. I, I, I studied theater arts for a while. I, I was a theater arts major in my first year mm-hmm. of college and, and I was in drama in high school and all that. And so yeah. I was nominally exposed to it. But this play in particular feels kind of like a trashy throwaway play, right? Like there is, I mean, the title says it, there's, there's fuck all happening in this play. It is, it is a it is a rom-com, right? It's all it is, is a Shakespearean Mm rom-com and it's got all the flavors of Shakespearean era, like situations and the way people respond within the play to this, to the Mm -hmm. situations. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's shown up in a modern retelling that was buried as just a, a regular rom-com. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like actually a lot of modern day rom-coms kind yeah. of follow A lot this. of elements for sure are yeah. used. Yeah, especially, you know, all of Three's Company was designed around <laughs> yeah. the like yeah. people standing in front having a conversation that the guy in the back can yeah. clearly hear and everyone's right. like exaggerated, like, I can't believe he's saying that about her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, and I texted you last night <laughs> <laughs> where um, we, I was saying that I had like, I tried to watch it a few times and like had to stop and come back it, to it. And, it's so funny. But actually last night when I was watching it with, you know, being like, okay, well I have to watch it sure. tonight to talk about it tomorrow. Uh-huh. I was able to kind of key into it a little bit yeah. more than I had before. Sure. For sure. And that like, there was definitely nothing about it while I was watching it where I was like, I actively am disliking this. Yeah. 
but a lot of it where I, I was just like, well, I, you know, I like the characters and I like the characterizations and uh-huh. it's certainly well acted. Oh God. Uh, you know, I mean, oh, God. even, I mean, Keanu Reeves, I think is, I, I want to get to that. Obviously yeah. we're going to get to that, yeah. but I agree. I, um, I, my memory of him, the last time I watched it, my memory was like, I guess he did. Okay. I don't even remember. So watching it with a focus on him this time, my conclusion is basically the same. Yeah. yeah he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the, 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 and I do have a note I want to okay. get to, but, but I agree. Like the acting in this, this movie is really good. And the last time I watched it, I had the same feeling as this time. It's because of the chemistry between uh, what are they? Beatrice and, and Benedict, and Benedict you know, Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson. Yeah. They are dynamite. Like, they particularly Emma Thompson. Oh yeah, they're like, fucking awesome. Like, and I would say she's the best part of the movie. Oh for sure, for sure. Well, and I think honestly, the play is Beatrice's play. Right. I mean, she is, and I think that character and that that the character of Beatrice is why this kind of throwaway play. I mean, I'm, I'm putting that elevated. There, is elevated and has continued. I mean, mm-hmm. there's you know, hundreds of Shakespearean plays, but, you know, Kenneth Branagh was doing this period here in the late 80s and early 90s of putting to celluloid his version, or putting on film his version of these plays, right? Like Mm -hmm. he did Hamlet, he did Henry V, and he did this one. I think he did one more, but he was, there was a period there where like my thinking of Kenneth Branagh was he's, oh, he's that Shakespeare Shakespeare guy. guy. (laughs) Um, And I think there's, I, I, it's not a coincidence that he also included this one in there because that relationship between those two feels like the most realistic and modern, well, modern in that it's still a, their dynamic still feels real and prescient today between just adults existing yeah. in the world, right? Like they're mm-hmm. both like full of themselves and very cautious to let their guard down to even admit that they have feelings for the other person. Right. And for Shakespearean, Perform, uh, uh, plays like they're more like the hero and Claudio. Like all right, of their yeah. all of the, the romance and... is always that kind of nonsense where it doesn't really relate today. Like the idea that Claudio is just like suddenly in love with Hero now because he's seen her again. Like, mm-hmm. wah, wah, come on. Like, yeah. Um, so I think that's part of why he wanted to do this play and or put it on, into film. And also, they were married at the time. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense because they are so dynamic together. Like yeah. there isn't one second when they're, when they're, you know, there's a handful of scenes between the two of them where it's just, I just enjoyed it. And I, I was watching one of those scenes when you're like, I just can't get into Shakespeare or whatever. And I was just like, man, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when I, when I was able to kind of key into it a little bit more, the stuff that I, what I kind of, I was like, I think I just need to find something to just try and latch onto yeah. just as, just as something to kind of just get me through it. Sure. <laughs> you know? Um, and it was definitely Beatrice and, and Benedict. Yeah. But, but mostly Emma. Beatrice, yeah. Emma Thompson, because yeah. she is so fantastic. She is just the, um, uh, just in the way, uh, like her characterization of it yeah. and the way she speaks and yeah. yeah, she feels she feels like she's embodied this role. Like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if she was just coming off of like a six month run of this show, right? Somewhere, and even more so than like Kenneth Branagh is playing it like so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least not. I mean, not Gary Oldman in Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think I follow what you're saying. Like, there's just he's a little more cartoony. Like yeah. he's a little bit more like yeah. Uh, he's less believable. Like yeah. she's still even she's embodying the. I want I, elevated language, right? It's, yeah. It seems elevated because it's Shakespearean more than he is. Like he, when he's delivering his lines, there's a little bit of, it feels Campiness. like he's, yeah, it feels like he still sees himself on stage, right? There's an right. element of like, you have to be a little bit bigger than life on right. stage and you got to rein that in a little to be on a, on a small screen right. or on a camera uh, I mean, and film. A good example of that, like kind of what I'm getting at, uh-huh. a good example of it is when he, at the party, <laughs> When he, when she, with the when he has the mask, yeah, and she's like, you know, shoveling shit on him, and then he goes off and monologues for a while yeah. and monologues to like Don Pedro, uh-huh. uh, played by Denzel Washington. Denzel, uh, that part where he's like, she speaks poniards. And yes, all, yes. I was just like, all right, yeah, maybe, re- may reel it in. Yeah, like, rein it in about twenty, twenty-five percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel you. Okay, I feel you. But I don't know the. 
the plotting of the movie was where I had the most trouble. <laughs> oh, actually, before we get to that, uh-huh. I do want to say I was really when because I'd never seen it, I'd never like uh-huh. read the play, uh-huh. never seen it, uh, and my awareness of Shakespeare is pretty limited. Sure, other than like some of the stuff that I had to read like in high school. Yeah. Well, and Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Sure. Yeah, and then I saw a performance of. Uh, the Tempest, I think, uh-huh. at like a Shakespeare festival. One, Here? Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Um, and then maybe one other performance of like one of his lesser known plays. Okay. Uh, I th- or maybe it was, no, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Sure. But So it's limited, you know? So uh-huh. I wasn't really knowing what to expect, although I kind of knew that it was supposed to be like a comedy and a romantic comedy. Right. But when they're all riding up on the horses at the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then there's like the freeze frame of them all like putting their arms in the air. Yeah. I was like, that I love. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. That to me, I was like, oh, if this movie is like that, yeah. then I can kind of, it's almost like, it reminded me of like Mel, like a Mel Brooks yeah. type thing. And it was curious because you don't know what to expect at that point. Cause, and, it, and it really doesn't reveal that part of it again until Mike uh, Michael Keaton comes on and just really hams it up. Yeah, which I also really like. Yeah, I no, it was really great. I also liked him a lot. And and that's where you can really see like Shakespeare playing to the front row, right? Like, yeah. Because those old, uh, the where those plays were initially put on, like the 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 cheap seats were, were where like the masses sat and they all just kind of stood around in the front and all the, the Dukes or whatever, the, the people of important were on, you know, in seats along the wings. Mm-hmm. So he was playing to those guys with those ridiculous characters. Right? right. And Michael Keaton is just chewing it up. Yeah. He's ridiculous. Yeah. But I love him. <laughs> but yeah, but he, he like, I see that as like a character that you write for the guy who financed the play, right? Like, right. like yeah. you can yeah. see like the same dynamics existed back then as they do today, where right? Right. like you have like a weird cameo appearance by some unknown woman who's clearly just someone that the producer is like trying to bet or something right. in the movie, or where yeah. like they put a bunch of money into making this person the next Instagram model or whatever. Sure. And so like that's <laughs> that's just like I'll I'll give you the money to make this play, but I want to be on stage acting like a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so here's your yeah. role. Um, so th- yeah, the toughest thing for me with the the movie was just like the plotting of it. Yeah, well, and trying to keep up with the stuff, like just yeah. the things that were happening. Well, because there is a lot of like double cross, double or like obfuscation, right? There, mm-hmm. There's like there's a moment where there's a a couple of obfuscations on top of each other, and I and I as I remember feeling this way the first time I watched this, uh, and similar with today of or whatever this week I'm not a hundred percent I'm still not a hundred percent sure as to why Keanu Reeves as Don John what his motivation is and that's the part that gets lost and I and I googled it because I was like why the fuck is this going on because he's presented as the I mean this is Keanu Reeves the bad guy Right, like, yeah. I, I, which I didn't appreciate till we were watching. I was like, "Oh, hey, this is another one where he's a bad guy." Which I wrote in my notes. I was like, "I, I like seeing him as the villain." Yeah, like and he is a good. He's a good villain, villain, especially here. And and this goes talking about Keanu. I mean, this is we do Keanu. Uh, as we've mentioned more than once, like he really, he his performance is reflective of whoever he's on in the scene with, mm-hmm. and so he does really well in this movie. I mean, for Keanu, let's, let's put, he's not at Denzel or Kenneth Branagh or Emma Thompson's level in this, but he holds his own, right? Like there isn't, there's only one scene that I felt like, oh, I wish they would have given him a little bit more, like let him go back and try it again. Like (laughs) which one? Basically the opening one. And it it, it also goes to, or his openings, the, the, the big, where he has the big monologue where he's being rubbed down and then he's talking about, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's mainly because a, he's alone. So he's trying to like embody the role without like having someone to no, play there's, off there's of. There's two people there. There's, yeah. But they're just kind of there as he's monologuing. So he's yeah. monologuing. Yeah. And, um, and he's supposed to be the center of attention, right? He's right. supposed to be, um, and, and it's not, I mean, it's, my guess is either there was just an implicit understanding of this dynamic between Don John and Don Pedro 
in the the whenever this play was yeah. initially written so people just knew or maybe the playbill came with like a little backstory, backstory. at the top yeah, saying like why when David Lynch put out Dune <laughs> sure, I guess so yeah yeah um yeah when Dune came out in the 80s oh, there was he, like a little pamphlet that gave like it was like the a whole an deep, inde- like a glossary of like terms and stuff so people yeah, could keep up <laughs> sure and, and that's why I, I and there are references that like the, the whatever I googled explaining how they know this from just the you know they're like this this whole like two paragraph backstory based off of like two lines that he says in that moment right so that's part of um maybe the failing of brana as the director of this i i don't know who to put the blame on because keanu does the role like he he says the lines Mm -hmm. and it's in that shakespearean language so it's kind of tough for us modern ears to like kind of pick out what he's saying yeah exactly and follow but effectively, like there's two lines that he delivers that explain it, air quotes around explain it, right? Like he attempted to basically unseat his brother, Don Pedro, as the the prince. Of in, Aragorn. Of wherever, yeah, of Aragorn. And he, he was foiled by Claudio. And that's why Claudio is Don Pedro's right-hand man now because he saved the, the kingdom, basically, saved him as being in, in charge and why that didn't result in them just killing Don John, I don't yeah, get. That's I don't what, get. So okay. it's like he tried to usurp the throne, failed, and is now the you know behind his brother Don Pedro. And and also Don John is, they keep referring to him in the play as the bastard son. Right? Yeah. So, so he's the like, bastard prince. They're so half brothers. They're half brothers. But if I and I I know this because of Game of Thrones. But if he's the bastard, it's like not acknowledged as being truly uh, deserving of the throne. Right. right. So whatever all that that's that was my only real ding on Keanu's specific performance is that he has that one scene that mm-hmm. that's supposed to really lay the foundation for the entire uh machinations of the of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like that because because somehow from those two lines we're supposed to ascertain that he needs to foil Claudio's wedding in order to get back at him. That's why he does all the things. And it doesn't, it, it's not enough. And like, I, I don't know if maybe Keanu wasn't, you know, aware that that was, to me, that is a very key moment for this entire movie to work. And it was just kind of laid out there and moved past. Yeah, see, to me, that's a failing of the play itself. It, I and agree. not so much a failing of Keanu. I agree. I, I feel like Keanu Except act- as a Shakespearean actor, you would recognize, oh, this is the crux for all of the r- remaining activity. I better fucking make sure this comes across. And again, I, I agree. It's not necessarily his fault. Mm-hmm. But somewhere in there, the dailies even, Kenneth should have looked at it and gone, ah, I feel like we still need to, to make this a little oh, bit yeah. more thick. That, that to me, uh, I think that was why the first few times I tried to watch it, I was having a tough time. And then I it ju- doesn't make sense. You're, you're like, I, I had the same. That's why I backed up to to be like, did I miss a part yeah. where they say something well, about so, this? So what I did is before I watched it last night is I just went and read a plot synopsis right. of the movie. So, so I was like, well, at least I'll know what yeah, is where's going, yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I can just like keep up a little bit more yeah. and I can decipher what people are saying. And that is what's annoying about Shakespeare is you feel like you have to do that to appreciate it, which nobody wants that. You want to just fucking enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. The stuff with Don John was particularly tough to get because Because of that. Because, yeah, it's never like explicitly said why he's doing any of the things that he's doing. It's almost like a part of the play has been lost in history and we've just kind of stitched it together and moved on. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a scene between Don John and Don Pedro that disappeared yeah. to history that well, would explain that aspect of their dynamic. Yeah, it almost seems like it's like the second act of a different play. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And yeah. the first act is like the uprising. Yeah. The second act is this like... Yeah, but that oh. would be a completely different play too, No, I right? know. So. Yeah, absolutely. But that's that... why I wonder if maybe there was another play ahead of this or if, if there was something in the playbill that says, okay, coming so, from the battle of blah, 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 blah. Right. And, and... Yeah, it's like the, the Star Wars scroll. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I, I, with the exception of that one moment, which I agree that that aspect of it isn't isn't entirely on Keanu's shoulders, right? Like, right. He's working with what he's got. 
Um, and I, I like the way that he delivers he, those lines. Like he when does. he's like, he, I'm the villain. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, well, and the other thing that is interesting is for sure every single actor in this movie has performed Shakespeare on stage multiple times in their pre this movie life with the exception of maybe Kate Beckinsale because she's 20 but all of the other actors in this movie are theater trained professional actors Keanu was not right like he mm-hmm. we've gone through his history right like mm-hmm. his exposure he he is not a stage actor he was never started off that way he started off doing goofy shit and just wound up in movies right so with that in mind, he does an exceptional job, right? He yeah. he doesn't seem out of place. He doesn't seem out of place. He I did take the note at some point of like everyone else in this movie feels joyful and light, and he seems really, really dour. down yeah. and dour. Mm-hmm. And so that I my guess is as a performer, even five years later, he would have been able to embody that with more of the lightness. In, t- in the tenor of the play itself. Mm-hmm. Because even as I was taking that note, I'm like, but the character is supposed to be that. They keep referencing that. All of the characters keep referring to Don John as this melancholy person. Mm-hmm. And so Keanu's just like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here, so I'm going to be down here. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, if he were more of a Shakespearean actor, he'd be able to do that and still lofty it up and be, you know, there's a feel to everyone else in the in the play and movie that he doesn't embody. Right. Which, yeah. I get which that. still works because he is supposed to, to be, be the, the villain. He's yeah. supposed to be the bastard outsider. So yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I think it's unintentional. I don't think Keanu went there in his brain is like, I'm going to put this here and this is where I'm playing. And he's just like, yeah, it says I'm melancholy. I'm melancholy. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I think, I don't think you're giving him enough credit. I, for... I think I'm right on dude. No, I think, I th- for where he was at this point in his career. Like he, he, he is not, and he is not the exception of my own private Idaho had to act, right? No, I, I feel like that's unfair because I feel like we've, at this point, we've seen him be dynamic. Yeah. And we've seen him make choices in movies like we've And he does very well when he's playing off of other people and he's in a play with nothing but exceptional actors. So he is doing exceptional but that's but what i'm saying though is that like we've seen him be dynamic before so we know that he can bring something to a role that and we know that he can put thought into it and not just like be given a script and be like i'm gonna read it right off the paper no no of course (laughs) i question whether he is i mean for sure kenneth branagh is tearing this play apart and coming up with beat by beat for every single line and in figuring out exactly how he is going to embody every moment of this play. Denzel, same thing, but they were trained that way. Like they went through school and they went on, like Keanu was not trained that way. So at best he is mimicking that even in his preparation for the role. Okay. Like he's, he's just, he just doesn't have the experience in the background. And again, I'm talking as though I know him, but it, this is just my interpretation (laughs) of, his you know my understanding of how he's grown as a performer up until this point in his career and and how like i I do feel like this is a step function in his skill set for sure yeah like he he does very well i mean for a keanu i mean part of why we love about this why we love him and why we're doing this podcast is like there's an aspect of like kind of oh keanu reeves really right like about him so the idea that he's in a kenneth Branagh production of a shakespeare play in 1993 right like yeah i you know kenneth was from an outside view, he seemed like this esteemed, like otherworldly actor, bringing this whole world back to back to the masses, and like producing Hamlet the way he was, and producing Henry V the way he was. And this, it's like reintroducing these things to us and and making them palatable for us. And mm-hmm. to give someone like Keanu an opportunity in that, it, it seemed weird to me at the time. And I, I'm pretty sure I didn't watch it at the time. I'm pretty sure I watched it years later. Oh, gotcha. And the, and the most recent viewing. It was, it was with she who will ne- remain unnamed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and even that was because she was, you know, Emma was interested in it because of Emma. Thompson. You named her. I know. I'm, <laughs> doing, I'm doing it ridiculous. And so when I watched it, I, I was a little 
I had a little hesitation on this viewing because I was like, am I going to have like weird feelings about this? Because the last time I watched it was like enjoined her with mm-hmm. her, but no, nah, I didn't. It was, I have all the same feelings about Kenneth Brona and Emma Thompson that I did before. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, yeah, there were uh, a few things where I, before I watched it last night, there were a few times where I would like take my attention, attention away from it for a second yeah, and you try can't to come back to you it. Can't do that. And the most, egregious one of those is when uh they i didn't realize that they were pretending that the hero kate beckinsale's character hero had died had died oh so so you missed that part then they say that she died i was like what (laughs) (laughs) that seems like a huge tonal shift (laughs) (laughs) well all of that like it's so goofy this play is so goofy like even though i mean that is a uh all of that stuff, like up into the point where they, you know, show the guy having sex with the maiden and then pretending it's hero. Yeah. Like for A, when he's yelling hero, why isn't that woman being like, what the fuck are you calling me hero for? I'm not uh, hero. Like, uh, I thought she was in on it. But later it doesn't seem like she was. That's like, she kind of gets a pass. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, she was an unwitting participant. Like this... <laughs> <laughs> this this whole play like teeters on like being canceled or whatever right? like it does oh, yeah. not fit into modern sensibilities no. in any sense and it's not like it did in 1993 either right like the idea that like so her virtue is lost and so they're just ready to fucking murder her yeah the dad slaps <laughs> he slaps her and he's like i'd rather you were dead yeah <laughs> so hardcore yeah it's i mean it and up until that point, like, it feels like, oh, okay, this is rolling along. It's got a good uh-huh. modern feel. And then that's just like, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, and it, it, <laughs> it is it is upsetting in, in the sense where it's like, uh, you know, I, I understand that the play is beholden to the material, the source, uh-huh. material, the source material, right? If you're going to be like, we're going to do, you know, like a line – for line adaptation. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you got you got to stay true to the idea. Yeah, that, you got to do it. But it is tough watching it through modern eyes to be like, oh, this is it, it, rough. Yeah, cuz even the that's part of why I I I'm saying that Beatrice and and um why can't I remember his name? Benedict. Benedict. Their characters feel like an even more subtle sneaking in of what relationships are supposed to be from Shakespeare. Yeah, it's a it's a touch more progressive. And my guess is that is more consistent with even how people were even back in the days, like in 1590s or whenever this was originally released or produced. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that people genuinely responded the way Hero's dad responded and the way that Claudio responds to Hero's virtue being gone. Right. Like there's an aspect of that, like being the expected response the expect the expectation is that like everyone's supposed to be virginal and mm-hmm. on their wedding day but they're humans in the world like those guys were coming back from battle like the, all of this stuff like the real world is closer to beatrice and benedict and i was i was wondering about that there's, as i was watching it yeah. because i was like well for one like i want is this like really how people talked back then or is this like <laughs> a heightened version of it sort of like in the sense of you know before you know, like our Marlon Brando's and James mm. Dean's came along where movies in the twenties were like very like, and like not like naturalistic in yeah. the way that it was delivered. And like, I think, I think that's accurate. I think it's not naturalistic. I think the embodiment of, uh, uh, Michael Keaton is closer to like kind of how people spoke, but even that, like, Actually, I don't know. I'm guessing that like the floweriness that the stuff that we call flowery today was it was a little bit more peppered into regular language, but uh, I don't know. I, yeah, people were still probably just speaking like idiots all the time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, like like those guys, like the yeah. the Night's Watch guys, like yeah. they're just kind of being dorks, yeah, nerds, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that yeah, so that that crossed my mind while I was watching it. But again, the reaction of, you know, like Claudio, like losing his shit and throwing her down on her wedding day because he saw, I mean, you see your, 
you're about to be wife having sex with someone else that's enough right there to be like yeah i don't I don't know if this is going to work out because you're fucking oh, yeah. someone on, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. on the night before our wedding day. But that's not the problem. The problem is that she's not a, a virgin, right? right? Like that feels, you know, even it, I, you're right, right. They're staying true to the source material. If they're going to redo this, they would have to reform that of like, yeah, I saw you fucking someone last night. I don't want to marry you now. You know, like I'm, right. not, I'm not brain dead. I know you've had sex before, but you're supposed to put it on, on hold or at least talk to me about it before we get married. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we need to have some like open communication. Yeah, I, hey babe, if this is our thing, we it's fine, but let's talk about it. Don't just be I, banging I a wild. guy out. Don't just be banging a guy out the window while we're watching from the from the down in the garden. Unless that's what you want me to do. In <laughs> just which tell case, me, babe. Yeah, I'm down for some wild shit. All right? But you got to talk to me about it first, all right? That's the only caveat. Is if you want me to watch you fuck a guy from the window, <laughs> tell me, tell me, because yeah. I will do it. Yes, and, <laughs> and I will that, bring my friends. I, well, I brought my friends, but next time we'll just be jacking each other off. It's, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna windmill each other. God damn <laughs> or it. no, Dutch rudder. That's what it is, right? The Dutch I don't rudder. know what you're talking about. I mean, windmills where you're spinning your dick. Right. right. No, the Dutch rudder is when <laughs> you, you and another guy each grab your own dicks, but then you grab the arm. You each grab each other's arm, and then. Move the arm? Yeah, move the arm. It's the Dutch rudder. I've never heard of this. I don't, that, uh, that shocks me. <laughs> <laughs> I am completely shocked that you've never heard of the Dutch rudder. Hey, you know. Um, yeah, so I don't. The, just getting back to Keanu, I mm. I feel like he. I was actually surprised by how well he did yeah. fit in because I I was just listening to our first episode. Yeah, me too. And I think <laughs> at one point I say that. I don't think he does well when you take him out of the modern era. Uh-huh. And I think in like in Dracula, we kind of found that like <laughs> nobody in that movie was really doing anything no, spectacular. No. We, right? we, 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 I think we were both thinking of that movie when we were having that conversation. Yeah. yeah. And, and then watching <laughs> and we weren't it. wrong. No. He wasn't great, but nobody was great. Right. Exactly. So like <laughs> uh, to me, that's the fault of Francis Ford Coppola is that oh. like, he made a bad movie. Fuck he did. And in this, I was... I was kind of like, I was dreading it a little bit because I was like, well, I don't want to admit that he is bad if he's bad. You know, I want this to be like, you know, a celebration. Of oh, Keanu sure. And yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to just shit on him yeah. if he's doing a bad job. Mm, uh, but but he, he didn't do a bad job. No, he didn't do a bad job at all. No. I mean, I, I don't think he was any, like, st- there, I don't think there was anybody doing a bad job in the movie. Hell no. No. I Again, he seems like really out of place in this in this uh, uh, group of people for sure right but he holds his own yeah I absolutely mean, arguably Michael Keaton as well like I don't think he is a sh- I don't think I don't think he was a trained actor either although no, I he, may be wrong no, he may I th- have I think he got his start through stand up he did but I don't know like sort of Robin Williams but he also went to Juilliard like I don't know if Michael Keaton oh. wasn't also a, a, a went to a performing arts school before Stand up. Stand up, yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but, know. But, I mean, Michael Keaton's basically doing Beatles just... Right, yeah. Just, so, you know. Actually, uh, me and Ashley were watching this together, and even she was like, get out of here, Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is after Beetlejuice, right? Beetlejuice was in the 80s, Yeah, right? I think like, it was like 89 or yeah, something like that. Okay. So, yeah, it was after Beetlejuice. Yeah. But, yeah, I was, I was kind of... I was relieved by how yeah, much I actually was... Too. Like, ended up enjoying Keanu Reeves and the movie as a whole... Exactly right. Yeah. They do a good job with this movie, and I I put it all on on Emma Thompson. Oh and, yeah, and and Kenneth Branagh. But you're right. Emma Thompson really is the star of this movie, and she is the reason this movie is watchable for the, sure. The parts where it drags for me are the parts where she's not in it. Yeah, and when they're singing. <laughs> yeah, God. When there's that when they're doing that song the in the naughty, courtyard, naughty. I was like, what the actual fuck is me this, too what, I, why would they do that and there's no way that's in the original play that can't be I don't think it is well to me I was like there's no way that this happened in real this type of stuff happened in real life right well, <laughs> <laughs> sitting around singing yeah and just like 
you know, a prince and like what what is the Leonardo character? He's just like the uh, he's. I think he's just supposed to be like a a, a landowner, like a elevated status person, right? Like like a duke or something. Like he yeah. He's like, not in the royal family, but he's a man of means. Like because everybody there, they're in his courtyard, right? Like that whole right. that opening sequence where where uh, uh, Beatrice is reading her poetry and they're all sitting on the side of the hill, like clapping and very engaged with her reading her nani nani poem. Oh, yeah. poem. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, yay. Yeah, I that, <laughs> but they're they're all under his, you know, it's it's his land, right? It's his property. Oh, or see, so he's a governor. He's the governor. Governor. Of okay. So, okay. Yeah. but what does that mean back in those days, right? Like Messina is a town. Yeah, it's or... just like a village. He's just like the governor yeah. of the village, yeah. like the mayor of a village or something. Like he's just like the statesman of the village. Yeah. You know? I, so like all of those things always feel a little like loosey goosey. Like the prince of Aragon. What is Aragon? What does that have to do with Messina? Like all of these things. I believe were just fundamentally understood by people in general at the time, um, but only insofar as like the print, like the character is the prince. So you just have this expectation. Okay, he's going to be up here over the like. It's like yeah. having a character be uh, the mafia don today, right? Like there's just an understanding of what all comes with that just by his title, right? right? Like prince doesn't mean so much anymore. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and even I, governor, like yeah. that had a specific meaning at that time. Right. And today, it would probably be more like. You and know, I the wasn't CEO really hung up on it, other than no, the no. fact that I was like, I not. wonder if back in the day, if like governors were taking princes aside and being like, "Hey, come listen to this fiddle guy, <laughs> play a little jam in my courtyard if you want to." Well, I, well, I'll just sit here silently while they play. I think <laughs> I think that is part of it. Is is like. I mean, like they say at the opening, they're like, we're going to hang out here for a month, right? Like timelines were very long, right? Like they right. came in from the battle and they're going to come in and check it out and hang out and and take advantage of like the amenities and the governor. It, it's an honor to put that on for the prince and his men, right? right? So that's the idea. And that's yeah, why everyone's so that. happy. And um, yeah, for sure you're going to show off your fiddle guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did like that they snuck in a little nudity at the opening. Like, nice work, Kenneth. Oh it's yeah, subtle, but you know, gives us an idea of like, okay, this 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 movie fucks. All yeah. Right. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Some nice butts, some good butt shots, some hairy butts, some hairy some backs. Hairy butts. I I was just the only thing I was looking for in that scene is if the, we were gonna see a little outline of dick like between think, the thighs. I feel like there the was dudes. there was one almost shot of a wiener when they were like running naked towards the, yeah. the, the pools. All of that was curious. And I guess it, it kind of answers a question that's always sitting, at least for me in the background of like, how do these guys stay clean? How do they like take care of themselves? These people in, in this world. Right. Right. So it was nice to like show. Yeah. They're coming back from battle. Everyone's getting a start over. Like you're all going to be clean and, and, and fresh. So, right. Yeah. And it will make sense why everyone's so clean and fresh for the rest of this movie versus just being all nasty and gross, which yeah. you should be if you just came back from a battle. Right. Yeah. And you've probably have been riding horses oh, for God. days. And, and, and the prince and the two princes are wearing leather pants. Oh, God. They're funky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're so wampy. <laughs> They're in Spain, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, they're in Italy, but it's just as bad. Oh, right. Yeah, Aragorn is in Spain. Like That's they, that's the part that's curious because Messina, is that what it's? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why I'm brain farting on the name of the, the, the village town or whatever. It's way down. It's at the... It's, at the boot it's it's just on to sis it's just across the the little straight there between the the southernmost oh. point of italy and and uh sicily or that island right oh okay so it's just right there so if if aragon if he's the prince of spain like they are coming from really far, far. like I mean, back in those days it would take three months to travel that far easily yeah so without having a battle in the middle of it did they did they were were they fighting in Italy? Were they fucking fight? no. Like all of those things I've kind of taken for granted is like, none of that matters. This is Shakespeare's sure. like just writing his yeah. plays and he's like, they're coming back from battle. And it's oh, he's he puts so many of them in Italy. I don't know why. He's not Italian, but he just really, really it's loves. It's, yeah, it's romantic. Yeah. There's a romanticization. I suppose so. To it. Yeah. I think probably even back then. You oh, know. sure, sure. Well, because um, it's warm there. And yeah, pleasant. and it's pretty yeah. and, you know. And they, and you know, the Italians fuck, man. They I mean, come on. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody in this movie is so horny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, th I, I was surprised by 
how much I did like it, even yeah. though it's still at the end of the day, it's still not like well, it's something nothing. I, That's the whole point of the play, right? It even says it in the title, right? This is no, yeah, but like, but what I was gonna say is that at the end of the day, it's not like something I'm like eager to oh, revisit, you no. know. But it is. I'm happy that I was able to watch it and be like, appreciate it. Yeah, I, like I appreciate what this is and what yeah. this is doing, and like I appreciate some of the dialogue now that I know what the like yeah. what machinations are happening and yeah. all that stuff and yeah I mean Emma Thompson's great and so hey, I feel the same way I feel the same way and that was part of why I watched it the first time was because of she who will not be named uh-huh. but like she for whatever reason I think she was just into Emma Thompson for you know <laughs> obvious reasons I, I mean guess. yeah she's a goddamn stunner in this movie like well, her name it, is it, Emma well I know but well she she's gorgeous in this movie I mean, she's, it, she's wonderful it's insane she like, is wonderful and not that she's I mean Emma Thompson no she's great but she's wonderful in this play yeah she's yeah. wonderful and she just is uh, she's so beautiful and like light she's yeah. just like exuding like a lightness well, and because the character because the character is supposed to be this like sore thumb sticking out of like independence strong will intelligence sharp wit like yeah not a standard woman character from these plays right at least not one that gets celebrated i but and, and speaking to that point i do like that the other characters seem to like appreciate that yeah they her. love her yeah, yeah they love her they're yeah. all just like that oh beatrice like she's so she's funny like, yeah they like her and they, yeah, and they and I guess that is what they're doing at the open where they're like all of them are being entertained by her reading that nani nani like I, <laughs> I really wonder what they're doing with that nani nani thing like they really like that they use it so much <laughs> so much oh nani nani yeah it's just a callback it is a call. I and I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that that song exists in the original play. I just I bet it. I bet it does. I mean, oh my boy. guess is that it. Would. Oh boy. Um. I, then I, we haven't really talked about Denzel oh, Washington. Oh come mother on, motherfucker! That's also part of why I watched it before. Yeah. Is because I was also very into that Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time. Period. Podcast. Uh-huh. And so part of being a part of that, I wanted to like check out this role. Uh, and he is fucking great, dude. Yeah, Denzel he is, is so fucking like the <laughs> second they show him riding on those horses, I'm like, God damn. Yeah, and I, I like his character yeah. too. I mean, I like that he. I mean, even though it's so archaic, the idea of yeah. like I will woo her for you and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, I I like that uh-huh. as far as like for the time. I like that he is. You know, like he has his friend, like he wants his friend to be happy. You know, like Claudio, you helped me out. I know you have a thing for heroes, so I'm going to like put in a good word for you. Yeah. You know, I like that. It's like it makes Don Pedro seem like a cool guy. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I like. I am a cool guy. (laughs) Hey. Uh, And I really like the part where him and Beatrice are sitting down. And he's like, would you have oh, me? Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. like, uh, kindly, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, that is that is a good point because that's how alluring she is. Like, even the prince would set aside his own bachelorhood for, for this yeah. interesting I, creature. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so there are things in it that just that do seem, like, fairly, dare I say, progressive, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean... Particularly for the time. Yeah. And, in 93, you mean? Specifically? Yeah, 1993. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it would be just as simple to have him be the Don John character and maybe not put Keanu as trying to carry the Don Pedro role, but uh, a white guy, right? Like mm-hmm. Don John is the bastard son. And so a simplistic look would be like, well, yeah, okay, well, Denzel's the black guy, so let's make him be the bastard child. And Yeah. But- Instead, w- he's like, you know, he's he's the main guy. I, w- is, I wonder if Don Pedro is black in the play. In the play, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I'm not educated on Shakespeare. I know Othello is the only intentionally person of color main role in a in a in a um, yeah. Shakespeare play that I'm aware of. Right. I'm gonna I, look it up really I mean, quick because I am curious about that. I don't think so. I think it was just you know a, a nod to how excellent an actor Denzel is you know that that Kenneth was like yeah I'm gonna put you in this because he was coming up at that point too right 93 I think this was right before Philadelphia yeah um... or is it right after I don't remember when Philadelphia no I think Philadelphia was 93 because then 94 was um um yeah, this may have been the same year, right? Because 94 was when Pulp Fiction and um, for, was destroyed by Forrest Gump, that 
bastion of American cinema. <laughs> oh, do you hate Tom Forrest Gump? No, it's fine. It's just it, it doesn't strike me as a better movie than Pulp Fiction. Um, that's the hipster test. Did you, did you oh know that? God, fuck off. Forrest Gump. That's the hipster test. Like, if you know. hate Forrest Gump, then you're a hipster. No, I don't hate Forrest Gump. I watched that movie three times in the theater. I, I also watched Pulp Fiction three times in the theater. No, I know. I'm just saying. That's how you can gauge if yeah. somebody's a hipster. You'd be like, do you like Forrest Gump? I didn't think he should have won an Oscar for it. It uh, Tom Hanks, right? Now it was his no. second in a row, and the year before he'd won for Philadelphia. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think it is just. Uh, it's just a character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he is written as being black yeah um yeah i don't i don't think so uh if if i'm wrong write in and uh, you know (laughs) let us know let us know it'd be very rude about it yeah tell us how fucking dumb we are and how fucking stupid we are and how fucking (laughs) idiotic we are and all that stuff uh i don't know do you have much more i don't i was just thinking that this this is a very simple play yeah like there's nothing to it it's just fun and to the credit of the filmmakers here, they make this film movie fun. Right? Yeah. They take a, a, a nothing movie, a nothing play. It's the whole point is to just have, be lighthearted and have fun with it. Uh-huh. And they, and they, they do it. They deliver it. Right. Yeah. There doesn't, there's not like a ton of meat on the bones no. necessarily. It no. is pretty breezy. Yeah. Um, especially compared to like other Shakespearean. Oh yeah. Works, and you know? I, uh, that's what I mean. Like it's his rom-com. It's, it's yeah. not supposed to be something that you, you're supposed to just walk away with like a good feeling. Yeah. You know? And they, they do a little bit with, you know, touching on <clears throat> having Benedict, like be ready to kill Claudio, but they yeah. don't go too far with that. Yeah. They let that be. And back to the, like, th- that was another element where, uh, Kenneth Branagh is a little too Shakespearean when he's like, we come, we are friends again. Like just yeah, chill, yeah, dude. Yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. come on. <laughs> um, I, I did. Did you ever see the Joss Whedon uh, "Much Ado About Nothing"? No, I that don't. came out like I certainly didn't a few I, years ago. Mm-mm. Okay, I, I was gonna try and maybe watch it um, before we recorded this, just to have like I didn't know a it came frame out frame so of reference. It must not uh, have been super super popular, or was it? It came out the year. It came out between his two Avengers movies, hmm. um, in like 2013 Who, or 14 or something. That seems weird to me. Why would you bother? Uh, well, I think he did it kind of as like a respite. Like he did this like big special effects driven movie. And yeah, then there's like, a lot of other things you can do. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think he just, he did it like in black and white in like a modern setting. What? Yeah. Oh, I did not know about this. Let me see. Who's... Yeah, I was curious. Like it's, I looked it up. Oh, it's... yeah, look at that. Oh, and it's like, well, not modern, but it looks like more modern than the 1500s. No, I think it's supposed to be in like modern day. Is it? Okay. Yeah. In the time that it was you know takes place there's I'm on the cover there's a person with a snorkel on their fucking face <laughs> <laughs> i might check this out yeah i was it was kind of interesting uh, yeah, you know I probably won't <laughs> <laughs> i did watch uh clips a couple clips of it on youtube just yeah. to kind of get a sense i of feel it, like but... if it was something that i would be excited to watch i would actually still be aware of it even if i hadn't seen it so yeah mm. yeah I, I i the only reason i would even consider watching it is for anticipation of today and yeah. we're, today just passed so never mind yeah sorry exactly. joss yeah, yeah yeah i'll keep watching avengers wait till, Age of Ultron. i'm gonna wait till ryan johnson produces one and then i'm gonna watch that <laughs> that i actually would uh, me too watch. i'm not kidding i would be excited <laughs> I, to see i will it. be right on board the day yeah. it comes out yeah uh i still haven't seen knives out um oh, either but i want to super good super yeah. fun um i love ryan johnson yeah Goddamn. me too um yeah, so uh, Keanu Reeves, I th- again, I think he did a good, yeah. a good job in the movie. I'm glad we, I'm glad to I'm have glad watched, watched it. it. I'm yeah. glad we watched it. I'm glad we have it here. I'm glad to have rewatched it. Right? Like, yeah. I, I, I had a similar like trepidation. Not, I'm, I'm being silly about the she who shall not be named. I just uh-huh. was like, ah, all right, I'll watch this. And ten minutes in, I was like, God damn, I am on board. This is fun. I'm yeah. enjoying this. And then you're like, I don't like Shakespeare. <laughs> No, I didn't say I don't I, I, like I, I, Shakespeare. I, I, you have a hard and time with. But, but specifically, I f- phrased it that way because I don't sure. want to. It's not that I was more worried that I just wasn't going to be able to like get understand no, what was it, happening it, and get it, into it. And like I said at the beginning, like it's unfortunate that that's the problem with Shakespeare is that it goes over our head. It, it's yeah. so dense and not. Well, and <laughs> growing up, my mom was really into Shakespeare. Really, from the standpoint of like this is. Like, oh, this is important, so you must learn this it is, or this something. This is important, and it's for like people who are 
uh, superior intellectually. <laughs> yeah, like it's highbrow shit, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, come Which on. is not what it should be. It's yeah. really not what it should be. So it is unfortunate. Well, and it's, my mom is the person who will, will like, you know, be like, oh, Much Ado About Nothing is one of the greatest oh, comedies off. ever made. Oh, and like, no, no, it certainly is not. What? Like even watching, I'm like, this is not that great. Like just <laughs> from a standpoint of like, even Shakespeare productions, Shakespeare plays, like, you don't need this. Like, this could be just as easily, with the exception of that right. Beatrice character, there's no reason to keep complaint, putting this yeah. on. And she'll, my mom will also, like, not give props to, like, great modern day comedies. Right. If, I, they, yeah, if yeah. they're not, like, highbrow in a way. No, like, I feel you. Like, she would never say that, like, Step Brothers is, like, one of the sure. great, like, modern comedies, even though it absolutely is. I feel you. I feel you. Or that, like, MacGruber is not, like, <laughs> a great comedy. Even though MacGruber is one of the, so you good. know, it's one of the funniest movies so ever. Yeah. But it's just not, like, Shakespearean, yeah. so no, it doesn't have, like, yeah, a it's, place. It's not considered smarter or whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, I got it. I got it. And, no, and I can also appreciate how that could give you, like, just, like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this. Okay. Yeah. Because you were raised with that, what do you think about the um, that Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leo Dio and, and uh, Claire Danes? Oh, I hate that. Do you? I hate it. Oh, so but much. you don't like that director at all either, do you? What's his name? Boz uh, Lerner. Lerner. You're you're a big anti that guy, aren't you? Uh, I well, the only two that I've seen of his are that Romeo and Juliet uh-huh. and um, <laughs> Moulin uh, Rouge. Oh, uh, did he do Moulin Rouge? Isn't that him? I, I thought like it was Moulin him. Rouge. I thought that was him. I do him. like Moulin Rouge. It, sure right. feels, it, like it feels like the exact same guy. Uh, I do like Moulin Rouge, but he also did the great Ga- the Leonardo DiCaprio great Gatsby Oh, I never movie. watched that, yeah. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I even went and reread the book in anticipation of watching it and then never bothered watching the movie. <laughs> I don't like, I don't really like Romeo and Juliet as a play. Sure. Well, no, um, it's totally misunderstood by modern audiences. And, like there's no, they're, they're not celebrating that love. Yeah. You're making fun of the idiocy of teens right. and the significance that they're putting on it. Well, and kind of, I'll, I mentioned it in the My Own Private Idaho episode oh, okay. too, is that I don't r- really, and uh, another reason why I probably wouldn't enjoy the Joss Whedon adaptation very much is uh-huh. because I don't like when they do like a modern mm-hmm. adaptation and still keep all the language uh, because it's, I really dumb. enjoyed that movie. I don't, it, you did? It, it fucking resonated with me. I, I like wow. the way that I like, what's his name? Baz Luhrmann. Uh-huh. I like him in doses, right? Like uh-huh. that movie is too far. It goes. It's it's enough. Like I, I'm I'm good for a few years of that guy after that. But I I like the the fast cuts. I liked the way it was integrated into a modern world. I actually did feel like it worked because I agree. When you use the old flowery language but put it in modern times, it's very tough and it's it's a risk, right? Like if mm-hmm. it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. Yeah. But I disagree that it didn't work in that. I felt like it it held up very well and. I don't know. I like that movie. I, I haven't seen it in years. Uh, yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> Same here. But I remember very much like being surprised at how much I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think because at that time I was not a Leo Dio guy. Like, yeah, he could go fuck himself, right? Well, like, I think another. It also has just like a bit of cultural stink on it for me too. Just f- for the kind of like, like being this like hip teenage heartthrob kind of movie yeah you know I mean? and it was, it was like, all mtv'd out right yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the jump cuts and and I, let me walk that back because now that i'm thinking it i didn't start to have a negative thing towards leo until titanic which was after that right like i was actually he was actually just right for romeo and juliet because romeo and juliet are supposed to be like 14 or something right. so that actually worked it was when he was supposed to be a, a man being the main leading role that I, I wasn't on board for years, right? Like he just didn't fit it. He was not right for Jack in Titanic. He mm-hmm. absolutely was the wrong actor for that role. I couldn't disagree more. He, <laughs> he looks like he's 14. He like fucking Billy Zane should have been Jack. He looks like a fucking man. Jack is a fucking man. Leo Dio in 1997, not a man. He's still a boy. He, well, which is why he played fucking Romeo so well. Cause he's still a boy. But, I mean, Rose is not supposed to be a woman. Yeah, she is. She's supposed to be like 20-something. And beyond that, he's supposed to be older. He's supposed to be a man of the world. He's supposed to be fucking, you know, a roughneck who's taking his adventures across the seas. Not like a 15-year-old guy. He's like in his 20s. He looks like he can barely shake. I I know he's physically the age the character's supposed to be. He just doesn't look it. Well, you know what? This is... Let's save this for our Leo Dio podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, we'll call uh, it Ronnie my James only, Leo Dio. <laughs> my, <laughs> my only point was I, I was misspeaking. I, I, I actually didn't mind him in Romeo and Juliet. Okay. I enjoyed, yeah. and I really liked Claire Danes. I still really like Claire Danes, and I had a, a big crush on her at the time that that movie came out. So I was on board with I that. I mean, my so-called life. Come on, oh, <laughs> goddamn. She's just <laughs> so. Best. She's just so on it. You just want to like take her out to coffee and talk yeah. to her. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I really got upset a lot of times in my so-called life because I was like, you know what? You're too good for fucking Jordan Catalano. <laughs> I've hated Jared Leto ever since my so-called life. Is that what? Is was that him on there? Mm-hmm. Okay, I he was, yeah, he was like the heartthrob, and I was like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me, I will date you. All right. <laughs> yeah, everyone in America is like, we can treat you better. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> he's like just some pseudo like intellectual like musician artsy guy who actually fucking sucks i feel like we've gone on a real tangent on this keanu reeves podcast yeah. so anyway yeah what okay let's give it let's give it our woes let's what, give what it our kind woes. of a, what kind of what are your what what is your woe rating for keanu reeves's movie much ado about nothing because <laughs> we're, we're rating the movie right not keanu reeves in the movie right yeah 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 um yeah, I'll you know I'll I'm gonna give it three woes. woes. Three woes. Yeah. Okay. So because it's not, uh, I it, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, sure. but it was still like, you know, it's, it's still fine. yeah. You know, it wasn't it didn't like blow my dick off. Or yeah, anything. you're not gonna return to it, like you said. It's not something short of being assigned for it, assigned it for some reason. Right. You're not come back. Yeah. Yeah. So you know and that, that puts me in a in a, in a awkward spot because after I was finished with it and I was doing something around my house like folding laundry or something i was like oh that's a five woe movie that's a five woe <laughs> but i don't know you know like i said i had just recently watched it a couple of years ago i don't know that i would have come back to it again if we weren't doing this so yeah. it is i i think it's a really good movie yeah i'm gonna go four though i because I, I just to split the difference because i did think it was a five out of the gate but if the criteria is whether or not I'm going to come back to it again in the next five years I mean, or so. It doesn't have to. No, I know, but that's, but that's not, me, you know? no, but that's not a bad way to kind of rein it in. Cause I get into, uh, annoying arguments with people on social media who are like, I love this movie. I love it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're not ever going to watch it again. You just enjoyed it and it was better than you thought, but you don't fucking love it. Watch your language, dude. <laughs> so when I was like saying that to myself, of like, I love this movie. I'm like, eh, rein it in a little bit. Yeah. Cause I'm not, I really like it. <laughs> I really did like it. So I'm going to give it four woes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and again, uh, three billboards is not your favorite movie and you're a fucking liar. Anybody out there who feels that way, you're fucking lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that's I mean, that that's a, that's a tough movie. Three boards billboards is a it's tough not a movie. tough movie. It's not good. It's it's a simple and plain. It was, as soon as you let go of the idea that it's not a bad, not a good movie, it, it all falls into place because it's not a good movie. I mean, I kind of I would actually kind of put it in the same category as this movie. Where no, like, no. <laughs> I like the act. The acting, I think, is all done, and mm, I like the characterizations. Not. And, mm, nope, uh, absolutely you know. not. Both those things are wrong. But I don't like what the movie does with the characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think what's his name? Uh, Woody Harrelson. Martin, is it? Who's the, the Sam filmmaker? Rockwell? No, the filmmaker. Oh, oh, I don't remember. Martin who McDonough, is that who I it is? Know. I don't know. Uh, I don't like where the movie goes. Yeah, I don't. The like, movie's stupid. Yeah. All of it is stupid. It was just, it just <laughs> it was a cultural phenomenon because it was touching on on ideas that people wanted to talk about. But it is yeah. not a good movie. And everyone out there who argued with me, I promise, has never revisited it, even though it was their favorite movie. I feel like I was. What and I and they never will, what, other than in, in in response to me calling you out right now. What I what I, I feel like it fails to do what it set out to do. Sure. And so I feel like yeah, it, be it, a good movie. It's, <laughs> well. <laughs> In so much that I don't feel like it achieves what it's trying to say. No, not at all. Uh, I think I, it's a fail, a failure in that yeah. sense. But I, there, it, it felt to me like a movie people were afraid to dislike. register as being not good, yeah. and it, it was not good. <laughs> I, I mean, I was. I think the biggest failure of that movie is that the Sam Rockwell <laughs> character never gets his comeuppance. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like that. well, and also that the the um, <laughs> the visualization of the the three billboards in the background all the time, just from a filmmaking perspective. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, they're always looming in the background, are they? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I Deep. mean, I, I mean, come on, do you do you feel like Quentin Tarantino wouldn't do something like that? Yes, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is my masterpiece. Hmm? 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 Huh? 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 See these feet? Huh? 
That, that's his three billboards looming in the background, man. Uh, but anyways, yeah. I. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it four woes. Okay, four cool. woes. I, I, I can give it that. <laughs> Whoa. 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 We, need, you, uh, we should, nah. I was going to say we should make sound effects for it. Nah, it's not, we're it's not, we're not that kind of show. <laughs> Um, so what we are doing next? Oh, are yes. The next episode. I'm we're write so it on my, in my notebook. The next episodes, the next movies that uh, Keanu did were even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Oh, and I am not um, looking forward to that. Well, we're not watching it. I know. Next. Right, uh, right. But I'm not looking forward to ever having to watch it. Uh, well, God damn. well, I mean, when we get to like the kind of cameo episode down the road, uh, or maybe like when we have like a bye week or something like that or uh-huh. something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how we'll put it together. If we're... Well, because there's going to be how many? Like, exactly. Like Ten. Yeah, I mean, that's so going to be rough. Maybe we have to. Di- maybe we'll divide them up. Yeah, we we should offline. Let's list them out and just start going right. through them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're not exactly sure what the structure of that episode. Yeah. We might break it up into smaller episodes or something like that. Or I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you write it and tell uh, us what you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, so his next two movies are Even Cowgirls Get the Blues, okay. and the one after that, which I would be excited to get to, is the movie Freaked. Okay. Uh, which is, he, is it also a cameo role? Well, it is kind. Of, it's more of a supporting role, but he's uncredited in it. Oh, uh, okay. But it's a movie directed by Alex Winter. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. but it, okay, but that still falls under the cameo. Yes. Okay. So okay. we're not going to be doing that one. We, I am really excited for the movie we're going to be covering next because I have never seen it. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, and God. it's Little Buddha. Oh, yes. Yeah. I feel like I watched this, but I have no memory of it. And I wonder if I, it's one of those times where I, I think what I'm thinking of is under the something sun, like something that came out like roughly the same time and was up for best picture. Huh. Under the Forgotten Sun Under the or something. Tuscan Sun? Tu- no, not Is that t- what it is? <laughs> <laughs> it's a story of a woman getting her mojo back. <laughs> anyway, Little Buddha. Yeah, okay. I'm really excited to watch Little Buddha. Uh, it came out the same year, directed by Bernando Bertolucci. Bertolucci. Bernando Bertolucci. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really excited to see it. Okay. Because uh, he plays Siddhartha in it. Yeah. Which seems oddly... <sighs> it seems strange, I think, but... Knowing kind of what we know about Keanu yeah, now, it fits perfectly. It seem, yeah, it does seem at to least the fit. idea that he would be the the Buddha reincarnate. Right. Yeah. Uh, just because it seems to fit with who he is as a person, you know, uh, <laughs> in in a sense, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm I'm excited to see it. I've never seen it. No, uh, I I think I haven't either. I know it's fucking long. It's like uh, two and a half hours long. Fuck. Um, what is with these long ass movies? But uh, <laughs> that yeah, don't, yeah, that yeah. don't involve transforming machines. But also after <laughs> <Or> the rock. <laughs> after Little Buddha, we have a couple of really good ones with uh, some fun guests uh, lined up. Oh, um, for speed. Which is going to speed be speed is right after speed little Buddha. Is right after little Buddha, yes. and our friend Koji Krill. He's is coming for be, speed. Okay, be cool. On speed, and then uh, <laughs> we have Johnny Mnemonic after oh, that. Oh God, I am not looking forward to rewatching and that. I'm super excited to oh, watch that. We're going to watch that. We have to watch we that have to one watch together. together. Yes. Yeah, we yes. have to watch yes. that together. And then after that uh, is going to be a walk in the clouds, which my wife Ashley is going to be our guest oh, on, my and that's going to be I think a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a guest for Johnny Mnemonic or is it just you and me watching it together? Maybe we should just do a live recording of us watching it. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, so yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Oh, also uh, check out our social media pages, mm. uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check out other eavesdrop podcasts on, at www.ease-drop.com. Uh, if you like this show and want to support us, uh, go ahead and donate to our tip jar. There's a link in our show notes. Uh, we also have uh actually i'll say I mean, we should re-record something to put at the beginning because i okay. forgot some stuff okay um uh yeah so if you want to support the show donate to the tip jar or just uh you know leave us some feedback there's yeah. a feedback form in there a link to a feedback form uh and or, like us like us like us on yeah, all of yeah. their podcast apps and uh throw us a rating and review or that's on, what I meant, yeah. uh, apple Podcasts. Yeah. that would be super helpful it helps other people find out about the show or just share the show on your social media pages we would really appreciate it uh spread the keanu love baby <laughs> uh i feel like you should be doing all that while the music plays over us oh maybe uh with that all being said um until next time be excellent to each other and party on dudes <laughs>